Absolutely, it does. Think it doesn't? Welcome to the Northland Sports Page. Happy Saturday morning. Let the good times roll. We already were. Lots of laughter off the mic before we got started today. We'll leave that as some of the best things left unsaid, but Dave Cook, Steve Petosha, they're both with me. I'm Brian Prudhomme. Good morning to both of you. Well, good morning, fellas. How are you this morning? I'm doing fantastic now because you are full of the jokes this morning. No, I'm trying not to be. I'm trying to be very serious, trying to get a program down something that people will listen to and be proud of. But you know what? Absolutely the funniest people sometimes are the ones who don't intend to be. So thank you for your pre-show entertainment this morning. Absolutely. It's been good. It's been good. Speaking of good, Steve Petosha's got to be in a great mood. Good victory for you guys last night. Yeah, good morning, guys. It's great to be here with you. Um, yeah, it was uh, a lot easier getting up this morning and things than if things would have went the other way, that's for sure. So it was... So- uh, you guys were talking before the show started, and I kind of wanted to touch on that before we went crazy and went all kinds of different What, did we talk too much? That's a <laughs> no, great... No, 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 no. You guys were saying the game you guys were at last night, Steve, you were coaching, Brian, you were on the radio, that that environment is the best high school hockey environment you guys have been in in a long, long time. Right. So for, why was that? For me, probably because of it's been since I was a high school student, and maybe for you, Steve, since you were playing. I mean, honestly, that's what I remember going to the deck when I was a kid, you know, getting, getting done with practice at Lorchester, you know, having somebody's parents or my parents bring, you know, a, a car full of young kids down to the deck to watch high school hockey, usually a doubleheader. You'd have, you know, two bands in the stands battling it out. And, and that was the atmosphere we had tonight or last night at, uh, at the, at the heritage center. It yeah. was, it was, it was awesome. I mean, that's what high school sports should be about. The bands back and forth, right. you know, Grand Rapids, even in warmups, the, the bands were, you know, they were performing and it was, it was, it was really cool. And just all the little kids running around with their, their local youth jerseys on. I was going to say the youth support that your team has, I don't know if they're cognizant of this or not, but the kids that look up to your team, they were loud on Friday night. They were. And, and you know what? I'll, and, and for our kids, our kids, our, our high school team does a great job. They've been at Portman. They've gone out with the kids from Congdon. They've gone out with the kids from Glen Avon. They've done a really good job of embracing the kids because that hallway uh, where our locker room is at the Heritage Center before games, in between periods, and certainly after games, it is loaded with young might and squirt players, and it is absolutely awesome to see. Yeah, that's really cool. It's cool that that, that event happened, and now to try to recreate it, it's going right. to be the thing. I think if you're an outsider, the only thing that didn't live up to the hype was maybe the final score because it was never close, but as I'm sitting with the Duluth East head hockey coach, you got to be thrilled. Yeah, I mean, it, we, our guys have worked hard. They've put, a, you know, they've been dedicated. That started this last summer. You know, they showed up, you know, five days a week, working hard and and you know, good attitudes. And as I've I've told you guys, and I think I've even said it on the air. I mean, the most enjoyable part of the season is is that I got a I got a, two teams really when you factor in the junior varsity as well. But I've got right. I've who got, also won on Friday night. Right, and I've got I got kids that care about each other, and and I can't tell you how fun it is to come to the rink when you've got a group of guys that are like that, and it's. And I, and I and it's infectious. I mean, that's the way everybody is. You know, they get done. You know, the kids who get out of school early, they don't run home. They run right to the rink and they're right in the locker room. And it's yep. and it's awesome. And they don't leave. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I got to I, I tell you, because I get home late at night because those guys want to hang out in the locker room. And I'm not going to discourage it because it's it's awesome. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So an awesome event last night. Awesome victory for Duluth East over Grand Rapids. Final score was six to nothing. You mentioned the atmosphere. You mentioned the pep bands. I got to say, there are even renditions of songs Played by pep bands last night that I hadn't heard done that way. Number one on the list would be John Denver's Take Me Home Country Road, done by the Grand Rapids pep band. I had never heard a pep band do that. I can't say that anymore. Oh, yeah. Was it, I mean, I wasn't there. So you have to tell me, was it not just, 
I mean, we've all heard bands play songs. You're right. like, oh my gosh, I tried to play that. But it must have been a great rendition. I was going to say, it was it was rather gripping because John Carlson and I, during the broadcast, we stopped, and this time intentionally, there were some stoppages last night that we didn't intend to do, but we stopped and said, do you hear that? That was absolutely awesome. And, you know, Grand Rapids, their band is statewide known as well. Yeah, the, the Grand Rapids band was lights out. And and you know what? The Duluth East band, they, they held serve with the, them all night long. And it started in, in the in the warm-ups. You know, I mean, I mean, Dave, you know, as a PA guy at hockey games, you know, the warm-ups are usually just music playing yep. and whatever. Well, the guy it's, that travels with his own music, absolutely. Yeah, right. And, and you know, so for warm-ups of last night's game, it was – the East band would play a song and then the Rapids band would play a song. And it was, it was like a battle of the bands back and forth. And that just, that just started the atmosphere um, right there at the beginning. I mean, before the puck was even dropped, it was, it was awesome. And in Grand Rapids, they travel so well, their fan base yep. is always so supportive. Right. And, and so to have them come down, well, it was, it was great. It was, you know, the parking lot was full. Yes. Yes, and, it was. And uh, you know, the stands were pretty full. We had a decent student section out there. I right. mean, it was, you know, it's it's fun. It reminded me a lot of you know what I grew up watching East hockey. So and, and high school hockey, really. Yeah, absolutely. And it's amazing how much music does add to the atmosphere of sports. Dave, you and I talk about it all the time. Yeah. We talk about it with this show. The amount of prep that goes into our music selections sometimes either matches or exceeds the sports preparation that goes into everything. Well, I think sometimes we put a little bit more focus on how it all works together. I think sometimes when we talk about um, you know we talk about sports, we just kind of go with it because. Right. You know, we're just having conversation, but when it comes to the music, you know, we have to stop, make sure we get the names right, and we do all sort of things like. Wait that a minute, to, you're gonna what? Stop and make sure stop. you get names right. But I have <laughs> sometimes turned over a new leaf. Sometimes I do have to stop in order to do that. Yes. Wow, good for you. I'm yeah. I'm excited to see how that pans out yes, for you exactly in 2023. Right. This is our first show of 2023, so so far so good. But again, with the music crossover into sports, we had a conversation this week because I said to you, "Hey, we love to make lists. We love to talk history." Did you see the list pertaining to music that Rolling Stone put up? Yeah, we you had told me about that, about the 200 greatest singers of all time. And I had a chance to look at it a little bit. And it was really interesting talking to you about where some of your favorites were at and, and how they were probably I was not low. happy. Apparently, yeah. I like good entertainers that in the minds of Rolling Stone aren't good enough singers, but I disagree. Well, one of the, the examples that when I was looking through it really threw me is that number 17 is Elvis Presley. Right, right. And number Which, fi- that should almost be all you need to know about the list if he's that low. Number fifteen is Bob Dylan. All right, honest to goodness, is Bob Dylan a great songwriter? How, how many Minnesotans yes. got to vote in this? Would be my question based there on that. There isn't a chance anywhere that right. Bob Dylan is a better singer than Elvis Presley. I get accused of all kinds of blasphemy because I'm not a Bob Dylan fan, but my goodness, factor that out. And if you're going to tell me that Bob Dylan is a better singer than Elvis for one and MJ, and I'm not talking Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson for two. I was kind of done reading the list. In fact, I was so not appalled by it, but shocked by it. That's why I had to call you about it. Well, and you know, I was talking with you about talking with you and Steve about a bunch of people on the list that I kind of struggled with their names. But so I thought I'd break it down a little bit more and just throw the top 10 at you. Like Little Richard's on it. Al Green is on it. Otis Redding is on it. Beyonce is on it. Uh, Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, Mariah Carey, right. Billie Holiday. Now, all of these so people so are forth. great musical icons without question. And then Aretha is number one. But the first thing that I Spoiler. asked you was, how can they do this? How can they just throw genres, throw eras right. to the wind, and just go ahead and do this ranking and not, I don't know, have PTSD or buyer's remorse about it? After you put it out, go, well, did we really put the right amount of thought into that? 
And that was another spot where I said, this can cross over into sports. Because I said, Dave, again, we love to make lists. We love to talk historical sports. Yep. In fact, I had a staff member at the Pickwick approach me about the show earlier this week. And he said, I love all your 1992 talk every week on the show. He goes, I feel like I'm six again. And I kind of said, thanks, I think. Wow. But we do love to go historical on things. So I thought, can we do this? Can we do the best athletes of all time? And you said, yes. And I said, but can we throw genres or in this case sports out the window? And you said, no, we got to do it sport by sport. Yeah, it's it's hard to. D- so the names will just be different if you just do pure athletes. Well, especially if you say them, but yes. <laughs> Fact. Well, but, and, and can you really be that accurate? I mean, because who knows who the, you know, Olympic biathlon from Finland right. is, right? You know what I mean? Right. Yep. In 1968, you know, well, I mean? who did things that had never, ever, ever been done yeah, before. Yeah. Well, I feel biathlon. like it unveils a different question or a different argument, because if we just did best athlete, you might be talking about a name or an individual, but are you really saying that this sport requires more athleticism than this sport? If you put one ahead of the other. Yeah. And I, I think you would actually, yes, be yeah. saying that like, and that's a different Pandora's the, box. The top 10 would be gymnasts and, and boxers, right? Because right. of one particular boxer who would have been number one, but Gymnasts are probably the best. You were that big of a group. fan of Sonny Liston? Good for you. <laughs> George Foreman, right? He makes great griddles. Right, right. He does. His grills are He's good right too. up in your grill, so to speak. Yes, very nice. Very Absolutely. Nice. So we're going to try this, but we put a much lower number on it because we have a couple hours, give or take a few minutes. We're not going to get to 200. Oh, God. But 20, Can you imagine? Well, I'll tell you this. Pre-show conversation, we could have. We have two hours today. They would have given us, what, six to have to accomplish that. Oh, we could get to 200. No, we, no one else would hear other than maybe... 30 of them, but we right. could get to 200. Well, we could get to 200, and you might not hear anything else on the radio today. We might want to give our sponsors a shout-out while we can before we get to any list. That might be our favorite list because it's the backbone of the show. It's certainly our most important list. Yes. Uh, let's start with OAR Holdings, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May at Messina & Associates, Avenue 45, The Blackwoods Group, Brian Bement Mortgages with Supreme Lending, Mont Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, The Incline Station, Arola Architecture Studio, and Hoops Brewing. So we are incredibly thankful for each of those sponsors. I don't want to rank them for the best of all time because what they do for us is simply the best. We'll leave it at that. But we are going to do sport by sport, ranking our best athletes of all time in that respective sport. But what we're also going to do is cap the number because, as I just joked, we're not going to get to 200. Steve says we could, and he's right, but we're not going to do it. 2023, this is our first show of 2023. It doesn't mean we're going to do 20. It doesn't mean we're going to do 23. It means as a show, we are now entering year six. Yep. So we thought uh, pick six for once could actually be a good term for Viking fans. Yeah. No, I'm not just, yeah, Vikings fan, football fans in general. Right. right. But before we jump in, I just wanted to ask which list was the hardest to do. I mean, we oh, talked man. about them a little bit. And, um, you How know, about we, yes to all for yeah, a bad answer, but an accurate answer. It's really interesting trying to do something like this in a relatively short order right. without reams of paper on, di- on different people and how difficult it is. Well, I ended up wanting to basically ream myself out for some of my selections, but I'll get to that. Well, I mean, and the other thing is, is a lot of this is opinion on like what you like 100%. as a player, right? I mean, right. how difficult was this to not factor in? I really liked player X, Y, or Z. Uh, yeah, almost impossible. Because I'm looking at my own list and I can't say... Well, I put them on because I had to, but I never liked him. There might be one that qualifies there, and I'll get to it later, and it's partly because of who he played half of his career for. But most of them, the other factor, too, is maybe it's a credit or a deterrent. 
man, I'm a historian because there are a lot of people on my list that I never saw play live. Well, and you know that because of because of the celiac thing that wasn't diagnosed, I have a big gap in my memory. Right. Right. So I know old players and new players, but there's a 10 year gap where I'm a little fuzzy on some things. See, that's why he makes up players. Yeah, well, you got to hey, you got to be able to cover up some right. weaknesses. No, I right? appreciate it for sure. <laughs> but but so what I'm saying is it made it it made it more difficult because there's going to be guys you talked about that I'm sure I saw. Uh, I just don't really remember. Without a doubt. And I think the other difficult way to answer that question is what does it mean for it to be difficult to make the list? Because I will tell you it was difficult for me to make an NHL list because I got to a point where I didn't care. You know, the North yeah. Stars left, so I didn't follow the sport as much. I know with Steve to my right, I might get crucified for not caring about hockey, but there was a period I didn't. Well, and I think the other, the other the other part of this that is challenging is, um, you know, you get the guys that you've seen, and that you know, how do you how do you compare a guy that I see that I've I've liked to a guy that's clearly statistically is is awesome? You know what I right. mean? And and so that's that's the other difficult thing here is 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 justifying your at your answers as we saw hundred percent well amongst and, and ourselves which, which one of us has proclaimed bold takes in recent shows that may influence that list either spoiler alert for steve Patosha. but again the question of difficulty is was it how much you followed the sport or the fact that it's debatable because again i'll tell you nhl was tough because after three four players i went who cares i need a couple more the nba i sat there going i gotta stop at six Major League Baseball, we, we said, how many pitchers should be in here? Yeah. Because, again, just as Rolling Stone said, genres be damned, we had to say positions don't matter either. So how many pitchers you got in there? How many goalies you got in there? Yeah. Point guards versus centers, completely different game. Eras are completely different. How do you do this? Well, that was, We gave I, it a try. That was one of the most interesting conversations we had is where you put Shaq. Right. right? Because in today's day and age, he's not playable, really. When he was a kid... He was the best player. I mean, for two, three years, he was unstoppable, right? But at the end of the day, would you take him before Olajuwon? Would you take him before Russell? I mean, whole package of his career. Well, and again, there's so many encompassing arguments because I could sit there and say, well, I'd take Akeem because I enjoyed his game more. That's not what this is about. Correct. That's kind of what I was getting at. I could say I'll take Bill Russell because he was a better winner than everyone. That's not what this is about. Did he win or did his team win? It's a collective yes, but how do you answer that? Yep. No, I agree. And would you take him versus Westbrook? Because now you've wow. got to... Well, hold on, though. The only person who keeps him relevant in the conversation is Dave Well, Cook, no, but hold on. Because he can the say all, that one. He's the all-time, le- <laughs> he's the all-time leader <laughs> in triple-doubles, right? I mean, he's yeah. the all-time leader in triple-doubles by a lot. Yep. So he's a guy who'll put numbers up. Right. Um, and and um, Russell didn't necessarily put great numbers up, but he won all the time, and Russell, has, and Russell hasn't won anything. So this Westbrook. topic may very well take the entire first hour. We'll wait and see if that's how we do it. One of the ways we're not going to do it even though we each made individual lists, we're not going to sit here and rattle off 18 names for each sport, right. six apiece. What we're going to do is basically somebody's going to start with, I got this guy, did you or not? And we're going to bandy about it for a while. We'll do one sport for the rest of this segment. Which one? Uh, let's, let's, you know what? Let's start with the one that we had most fun with. And let's start with baseball. Okay. I'm glad you said that because I wasn't sure which one I had the most fun with, to be honest with you. That, that goes back to, was this difficult? Was this easy? Was this fun? Yes, collectively. Yeah. No, baseball is probably the most difficult, but it was the one that generated the most conversation. All right, so we'll see how much conversation we can limit us to in about the next eight or nine minutes here in segment number one before we got to go to break. But again, if we got to keep going, we have no guest lineup today. So if we got to keep going, this is how we keep going. So I want to start out by saying I think we agree on three of them. I think okay. we agree on Ruth. I think we agree on Mays. And I think we agree on Aaron. I agree. I would even say there's probably a fourth because you just rattled off in order even though I tried not to rank mine per se, you rattled off my first three with 
Babe Ruth, Willie Mays, and Henry Aaron. Yeah. I mean, My fourth one was Ricky Henderson. Do we all have him too? Yeah, I got him. Six. I've got Ricky. Okay, so we agree on four out of six. So as a unit, we're batting 667. We're Hall of Fame. Well, I, I actually don't have Aaron and Mays on my list, not because they're not worthy. I just, they, they're just, of all the names, they just didn't pop up into my head. So, wow. We'll go with that is the reason. Well, uh, neither of them played, spaces neither with some of them other played for the right. Yankees. Oh, wait. Yes, they actually did. No, they didn't. No. They played in New York, but it wasn't for the Yankees, so That's Steve right. doesn't have them. No, but I do have Jackie Robinson because I think that uh, what he did for baseball is probably the most important thing of any player right. of any time and of well, any era. But I'll take I'll take you a step further. What he did for baseball, what he did for sport, what he did for is the world, the most important. Yeah. Well, and that unveils it's a, a different whole, level. It's like Ali. Yeah. I mean, it's right. a different Agreed. level. Well, and that unveils a whole different question because we can talk about you know it's it's almost like MVP. Is it most valuable to a team or is it most valuable because the stats are off the chart? We didn't talk about what does the word best mean. Right. We said best athletes of all time. Is he best at pioneering the biggest deal baseball had? That elevates him, no doubt. Yeah, that elevates him in the humanitarian world. Right. I mean, it takes him out of sport and puts him in general population. So does, so does best athlete mean best at playing a sport? Or does it mean best human being who happened to be categorized as an athlete? Because Jackie Robinson, that's a coin toss. How do you answer that? Right. You well, you start out by saying he was uh, starting full or starting running back for UCLA. Played shortstop and second base for UCLA. Played in their basketball team. Like he wasn't wow. just a guy. He can't say names, but he's like a human Wikipedia page. Hey, you know that. That's about incredible. Me. I can yes. tell you all kinds of things about the stuff that happened, but I can't tell you the. Person Dave's got who his did zodiac it. signs, his likes and dislikes. But you know that pronunciation key—that's baffling. It's the—it's the way it happens. Every, <laughs> all right. Remember, people say you got to learn how to talk, Dave, in order to have conversation. Amen. Did you ever get stuck in the best all-time conversation? Because to me, it is the first two. Is it Babe or is it Willie Mays? Did you ever get in that conversation before? Because it used to be a hot topic. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's Babe. Uh, it has to be he, because he threw. Willie Mays and, never pitched, and he pitched. Not I mean, Babe Ruth was a very good, very good pitcher. I mean, he when we talk about the guy in California right now. The reason we say he's the best thing since Babe Topher Davis because oh, he's the Shohei Otani. only guy that's <laughs> Got it. done it like Babe. Yes. Right, and so Babe's got to be number one. Maze is from people that have watched him. You know, if you talk to the Tony Barrett's and people that are really fans of old school baseball, old school Mets baseball right. or Giants, they say he's the most beautiful ball player ever. Like he was graceful, he was fast, he was powerful. He played center right. field like the best center fielder ever, and so he's got to be two. The original five tool. He really yeah, was. Absolutely. Yep. He's, he really was. He's the definition. If the phrase five tool didn't exist. Wouldn't they say he's the most Willie Mays-esque player today? No well, doubt. And if you think about it, Ted Williams is the greatest hitter of all time, right? Right. Ted and Williams. I'm is, very sad that I didn't put him on my he's list. He's not on mine either. No, he's not. He's not in defensively. He's not in Willie Mays's area code. Do you know what I mean? So well, the whole package. In that sense, did we do this wrong? Because Rolling Stone did singer. They didn't say entertainer. They didn't say marketer. We said athlete. We could have said hitter, Ted Williams at the top of the list. Yeah, and well, the and thing is with that one, number one, and then there's a space. Well, because you created it because <laughs> yeah. of your disdain for Pete Rose. Yeah. Pete but that's Rose. a different story altogether. Or is it because Pete Rose is on my list? Well, Pete Rose is on my list. I'm I mean, he's the all-time guys, hitter, hit leader. I'm going to ask you guys the same thing I asked you earlier. Who's the best player in the Cincinnati Red, Big Red Machine? Johnny Bench. Who okay. has the most hits all-time in baseball? Oh, my God. Who had the most singles of all times in baseball? Pete Rose. So he it's has the most thing. hits all time in when baseball, got, right? When he got 4,100 plus to break a record yep. and it just kept going. It's 100%. not a bad thing. I am absolutely going to tell you that he played for 30 years and he has the most hits of all time. Here's a bad Pete Rose question. Will he get into the Hall of Fame or not? Would you bet on that? 
That is the, that. You know what? You can just put a period on that and leave it because that is right. the question. Because we don't have the time for me to open that box. No, but that's the question and answer. Would you bet on Pete Rose going to the Hall of Fame? So what about yep. what about Ricky Anderson, who we all had? But we're not talking about Pete Rose, the manager. We're talking about Pete Rose, the baseball player. Oh boy. I got it started. I'll take complete blame for what transpires from here. Hall of Famer. He doesn't belong in there. I'm going to talk about Ricky Henderson before this goes a direction (laughs) I don't want it to go. Because as Ricky Henderson, he's not good enough to be Willie Mays 2.0. No, he didn't play defense well enough. But isn't he kind of close to it? Because we all put Ricky on there because he was great at nothing outside of stealing bases. But he didn't have a drop-off in anything. Right. Defensively, he wasn't great, but he did win one gold glove, as weird as it is. He's the greatest, in my opinion, I think you can call him the greatest offensive player of all time because he had, oh, you know, 300-plus home runs. He had over 1,000 stolen bases. He hit doubles. He hit leadoff home runs. He just – now I, I just wonder out of our list if this is getting from our listeners the biggest eye roll because I feel like all three of us couldn't factor out the fact that we enjoyed him. Well, I think that there's something because to that. Because does anybody really think of Ricky Henderson as a home run threat? No. But who else in baseball has ever done what Ricky Henderson has Nobody. done? But who Nobody. Nobody has. But who else played that long but as an outfielder? Pete Rose. As an no, outfielder? He did not. <laughs> no, he did not. That, that, no. Even Brian agrees I'll, with I'll, me on that I'll one. take that bet. That's not true. The, uh, the thing about Ricky is throughout all the time that, you know, you and I have talked baseball history all the time. Right. And we talk about start your because fan- of because if I pitch it to you you can't take it the the all-time fantasy or the all-time starting baseball lineup that I have my leadoff hitter is always the designated hitter Ricky Henderson okay and I'll fight you on it he's the perfect leadoff hitter so I'll put him on D well, you don't have to fight me because I agree time. with you so Steve and I have five of ours taken care of or I have five of mine because you said you didn't have some of the all-time greats so who's missing because for me I've only not covered one and this was heavy debate before we started because I needed to have a pitcher on there. And you're going to tell me I definitely picked the wrong one because I put Nolan Ryan on the list. He's on my list too, by the way. Frank Robinson was the fifth guy on my list. So I just want to quick do something for you guys just okay. to help you out here. All right. I'm going to give you three pitchers. One has 324 wins. One has 363 wins. One has 214 wins. Winning Greg percentage. Maddox. Greg Maddox should really be on this list. He I, should be. That yes, was my first... Be. I'll give it an honorable mention. It should almost be dishonorable on my part because he's not there. All right. So we got that one. We got strikeouts. One has 5,700. One has 2,500. One has 3,100. 5,700 is off the charts. I'll take that one. Yep. One has 2,800 walks. You had to add up the next two to get one to 5,700. One has four walks. Yeah. One has four. No, these are these are three Hall of Fame pitchers. I didn't interrupt you. Go ahead. Yep. And and in war, one has an 83 war. One yeah. has a 91 war. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I stopped listening. An, I got yeah. to try and, to unless they played, build. Unless they played building through. Building our listenership. I'm going down a few generations. Unless they guys. played during a war, don't give me that. <laughs> That's right. All right. So one is Nolan Ryan, Hall of Famer. One is Warren Spahn, who we never talk about, whose numbers besides strikeouts all the way across the board are better than Nolan Ryan's. Right. And Pedro Martinez, who... Uh, I can't give it to a guy who gets chanted in a big moment, who's your daddy and crumbles. 3,100 strikeouts, 700 career walks. 700. Nolan Ryan has four times more walks given up in his career than Pedro Martinez. How many more no-hitters does he have well, than Pedro a lot of, Martinez? There's, okay, there's, so there's a, you're right. He's had seven fantastic games that nobody else has had but those seven games. There's a lot of things, not just the no-hitter piece. I'd have to know how many more starts, how many more innings pitched. Mm-hmm. All of that would have to be factored in. I know, but, every, uh, but everything we name off, you say yes, better. but it, that's only this one thing. But it's no, all the, the strikeouts, all the, all the, uh, all the uh, yes. no-hitters. Like, 
Well, those are the two. Those let's, correct. But let's just all speak the, losses, the truth here. All the walks. Let's just speak the truth here. Dave Cook is saying that the reason that Nolan Ryan makes my list and Steve Patosha's list is because the media has told us that he should mm-hmm. over the last few decades. That is what I'm saying. And you're probably right, but what are we doing? But Granted, we're minor league media members, but we're also trying to tell people, hey, we think they're the best, so you maybe should too. But you, you just made Ricky Henderson on your list, and all he did was steal bases, right? I, you could, I, I mean, you could it, have that argument. I mean, at least Nolan had two things that he's that no people has ever done. You're 100 percent right. If Ricky was a 210 hitter who stole a thousand bases, that's what we'd be talking about. Because well, then he's Vince Coleman. Nolan Ryan walked the most people Otis Nixon. of all wow. times. Otis is known for a few other things. <laughs> Alex Cole had those big glasses. He could run. He couldn't make contact, but you get a contact high. I vote his name. I mean, I got Ricky on my list too. So I mean, I'm. But I'm just saying, your arguments, your your arguments valid. Valid. I get it. He's just not the greatest pitcher of all time. He's a Hall of Famer. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. He's just not in the top six players of all time, gentlemen. Is it a bad sign that we're 20, 25 minutes into the show and we've knocked out one sport? It's going to get fun. We are going through the top six best of all time, sport by sport. Baseball's done. Maybe. When we come back, we'll go to football. Northland Sports Page, Brian Prudhomme, Steve Patosha, Dave Cook. We're all here. Stick around. And we're back on the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, Steve Patosha, segment number two. We have created a monster, ladies and gentlemen, because in conjunction with the top 200 singers of all time with Rolling Stone, we are doing the best six athletes sport by sport, and we've realized that we should have spent a lot more time on it, gentlemen. I I, I have a bus I have to catch at noon today, so <laughs> I, I I don't know if we can continue on with this topic. Well, you've, because had, you've had so many games snowed out already. Can you talk to Mother Nature and get this one pushed back again? <laughs> My goodness, we could go on for hours. Well, we've knocked out one sport, and we really didn't knock it out at all. I'd say we sucker punched it and then just kind of left it there because we did baseball in segment one, and the entire commercial break, the baseball discussion continued. continued. Mainly with blatant omissions. <laughs> well, and and you know, Steve made a really good point, and some of I just need to say, and we can move on. I said nobody's done what Ricky's done. Yeah, one guy did. His name was Barry Bonds, and he has two distinct careers with the Pittsburgh both based Pirates. on hat size. Both exactly. Pittsburgh Barry Bonds, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. San Francisco Barry Bonds, his numbers are unreal. Now he's maybe had an aid in there, but all the things we talked about with Ricky. Barry Bonds did better. It's right. not really clear why his numbers are so good, are they? Is there a um, ballpark? Neither was his what urine. Was cream, that the issue? Cream yeah, was, rising to the top? Or? <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> very good, very good. But you talk about media influence with us, with Nolan Ryan. Yeah. What about the omissions of basically everybody in the steroid era headlined by Bonds? I don't think either one of us necessarily agree that they should be completely shunned. But when making this list, did we just inadvertently phase them out because of that? Well, I think that they've kind of slipped out of, you know, your consciousness. Right. right? You can't because call it out of sight, out of mind, because in debates, they're there all the time. No, well, there I, is I something sullied about it, right? So, I mean, yeah, you, 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 when you start talking about greats, you oh, have I was, a hard time. I was trying to come up with something about a flight on the Hudson, but go ahead. Different <laughs> kind of sullied. <laughs> Sorry. Says the guy who put the guy who bet on baseball on his own list. I, we were talking about baseball players, not baseball <laughs> managers. Oh, right, right. Integrity is a big key. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we, were, we were talking about baseball managers. We were talking about baseball players, oh, right? All right. All right, so either way, we bumped into this segment with the song Heroes because maybe these best athletes of all time took a turn being heroes of ours at one time or another. Yeah. But truthfully, this week as we move on to football, football had a lot of heroes not wearing the jerseys, specifically on Monday night. Absolutely. You know, we talk about people that put their put their lives on the line to save other people. And some, and we were talking before the show that right. those folks, they don't get recognized until they do what they're supposed to do. 
And as Steve said early, those are the lowest paid people on the football field as they saved the safety's life from right. Buffalo. So it's you know crazy what transpired on Monday night with the DeMar Hamlin injury, but there's a plethora of PSAs that play on this station throughout the week, throughout the day, what have you. There's one that gets in my head more often than not, and it's a thank you to first responders from a plethora of people. That commercial, as the kids would say, just kind of touched you a little differently this week. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, to see what those people can do in, in those situations – um, to, to stay calm and, and, and save someone's life like yeah. that. I mean, it's just, it's remarkable. And it, it, you know, it's such a, such a poor situation for everybody to have to, you know, follow and, and obviously horrible for the bills and, right. and that family and all that. But what those people would do to, that could have prevented this from being so much worse, at least so far. Correct. You know, I mean, it just, it, it's mind blowing how right. how amazing they are. I will admit to not having seen it live, but seen it seconds after that, because I will fully admit that I was watching the Timberwolves on Monday night, and then I was scrolling on Twitter because I can multitask like that, and I saw a tweet that said, "How do you continue the game after that?" And I knew it was from a football mind, so I went, "Okay, something happened over here," and I flipped over to ESPN just as they were still showing the replay because we didn't realize the severity of it before we pulled the replay. Yeah. I don't think I've seen anything like that ever in sports. The only thing that I could somewhat compare it to was seeing Hank Gathers collapse playing, seeing Reggie Lewis collapse playing. But they got up, got him off the court and said, well, that guy's dizzy. Get him some attention. Nobody you know, left that scenario going, I wonder if he's going to live. Which, so, unfortunately, in both those cases, they didn't, where it looks like DeMar's going to. I, I was talking to a friend of mine at work, and he said the only thing he could compare it to is Dale Earnhardt. In the when he was in NASCAR and he died on, you know, hitting the wall at a weird angle, because people hit the wall at that angle all the time right. in that sport, and that that's whatever it was at that moment caused you know his his neck to break and it fixed a lot of stuff the stuff that that accident caught or was caused by that accident. Uh, NASCAR has now gone on to fix, but it didn't it wasn't unusual, right? The accident Dale Earnhardt Sr. had wasn't unusual, right? Right. And that's what this play was. It wasn't unusual. It happens however many plays in a game there are. That contact happens every single time. Yeah, it was simply jaw-dropping, yeah. which I know is a phrase that people use, but that's kind of how I sat watching the coverage that continued for several hours that night, both on ESPN and Pick a Network. And that's when it always gets really different for you, when you turn on a network that's not sports-centric, and they're still talking about what happened in sports. Sometimes it gets a little dicey because you got people that don't really know it, speaking out of turn, so yep. to speak. Yep. But when it takes over every channel, you realize the magnitude. We can talk about NFL is king, but an athlete's life on the line is too. Well, it, it is. But what's most out of all of this, which was really concerning, is the fact that the teams had to go to the NFL and say we're not playing anymore. Right. You know, right. that to me was, yeah, that that was a disappointing yep. thing coming Zach out of that. Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott did this the right way. Yep. Absolutely. And and, and it's shame on the NFL for even suggesting that they should continue to play because – you know, who, who, I mean, at some point you got to put it in perspective. Like this isn't just a guy whose leg was broken. This isn't a Joe right. Theismann incident. You know I mean? That, that was, I mean, I remember that to this day and I was sick to my stomach as a eight year old or whenever that was that that happened, you know, but the game went on and you, and it was okay that the game went on. There's no way that this game should have continued. And thank God that it didn't. Right. You know? No, I agree that on, on Monday night, there's no way that game should have continued for sure. So why did it take so long to get to that point? That's the question we may never know the answer to. I think it's because nobody prepares for that. 
You know, nobody prepares for Except that for said first responders because right. holy cow, the response. But the people making the decision right. whether they should play or not, they've never, there's, there's not a, a playbook for that. You know, it, injury happens, you come back out and play. Except in these situations, there was no except for these situations, and now there is. Right. And of course, now there's pitchfork nation or whatever you want to call them, people that want to reassess the way football's played, people that want to get rid of the way football's played. That's not a topic I want to embrace at all. I want to continue to embrace the game. And in conjunction with our topic today, I want to try to embrace my top six or our collective top six best football players of all time. This was not easy because for me, we can talk about positional differences in every sport. We got into it a little bit with position players versus pitchers in segment one. NBA, we're going to talk about it. You know, what do guards do? What do forwards do? What is a guard forward now? Because we have so many hybrid players. To be a seven-footer now, to be a seven-footer in the 70s was totally different. But positionally, nothing varies for me quite like the NFL. Makes it so hard to make lists like this. The three of us, spoiler alert, don't have a single quarterback in the most quarterback-driven league. Quarterback, we can say, is the most important position in sports, not just football. Yet nobody's on our list. Well, and and you know who else isn't on our list? The left tackle that'll play 21 years in the league and go right. to 15 Pro Bowls. And, and because not- we all love the Vikings, there's no kickers on our list either. <laughs> I, I think the thing with quarterbacks for me is tough because, first of all, Brady has compiled all the numbers, right? Right. But if you think about quarterbacks, right and now what if you word think you about use? It, What's your favorite word compiler. in baseball to use? Yep. Yeah. Does it apply to other sports too? Yeah, 100% it does. But I'm with quarterbacks, it's so easy to get stuck in today and forget about the talent from before. Like, if you ask a lot of people who the best quarterback of all time is, you're going to hear Patrick Mahomes. Right. And he's just not, but he's the flavor of the day, right? He's unique. He's doing all kinds of fancy stuff. He did exactly the same things now that Brett Favre did 20 years ago, that Burt Jones did 40 years ago. That Y.A. Tittle did. That, that's my Way point. Way too many years ago, although Pitt and I still try to draft them in one of our fantasy leagues, but that's completely different. But, that, but, but the scoring making, system in that league right, would, right. Would, uh, we still get, that we, we still get plus three if he wins, right? <laughs> but that's my point. My point is quarterbacks are so focused on what you know what's going on right now that you forget about the talent you know, 20 years ago. Well, and let's just say what it is because so many of these debates, somebody backs up their argument with numbers. So if you do that, you can say, well, Phillip Rivers threw for more yards than – and I don't know this offhand, so please don't Google it. But, yeah. some, but somebody's going to say Philip Rivers threw for more yards than Joe Montana. I don't know if that's true, but if it was, you have to say, well, yeah, because they threw 50 times a game in the Rivers era. They threw 28 times a game in the Montana era. It's different. The numbers have no merit at all. Well, well and, and that's the Jefferson argument with Moss right now, or I think it was Moss, that he was breaking a re- a, the season record. Ironic because Moss is on my list, and I know Jefferson's on pits. But Jefferson has an additional two games. Like, he's breaking num- numeric records with additional game supply. Well, now, so. thanks to your boy, Jay, or he won't anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, but, you know, that's that's kind of the same thing when they went from 14 100%. to 16 games or 12 yeah. to 14 games. And I mean, in, it's in baseball, 100%. when they did the 144 to 162 and whatever it was before yep. that. Yep. And with quarterbacks, like, for me, when I was coming up with this, I thought I was thinking – like Lamar Jackson in 1940s football would probably be pretty good because guess what? Everybody there also worked at the car dealership during the week and right. drank beer at night and all that. And now you've got an elite athlete that's his body is t- tuned like a like a like a sports car. You can't tell me that he would not dominate in that era of football. No question. But Heisman I don't think he's have a different name. I, yeah, right. And I, but I don't think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL today. No question. And do we also need to amend our actual question? Because, again, this all started with the Rolling Stone best singers list, and we morphed it into best athletes sport by sport. But the more I look at this, that's not what we're doing. 
we should replace the word athlete with player because Lamar Jackson probably is one of the best athletes in football. I don't consider him one of the best players. Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders, two of the best athletes in football. Daryl Green, probably one of the best athletes in football. I don't have any of them on my players list. Right, right. No, I, I agree with you. So who should we go with? I mean, who do you want to start talking with? You can spout a name if you'd like, and we'll tell you if we got them. All we right. already gave away that we each have a Viking receiver. I got Randy. He's got JJ. Oh, not me, though. I doubt you have a Viking no, at all. I don't. I well, no, that's not true. I do, have, I do have a Viking. And so let's start there. Alan Page. Alan Page is in my top six. Nice. Like, he's the defensive tackle that weighed half as much as everybody else did that one defensive player Would of the you year. say that Dave judged Alan Page accordingly? <laughs> nice. Supremely. Yes. I like it. Very well done. So, I mean, he's not number one, but he's on my list. I think that's great because I think that there aren't enough pass rushers that are probably given credit, especially in that era, because for a lot of it, the quarterback sack wasn't a thing. Yeah. And maybe you brought up Alan Page because it's Viking Bears yes, week. And oh, yeah, by the way, they played for oh, both. Oh, nice. No, yeah, I brought it see? up because we talked about Vikings. But here's a guy that, that I have a question about because I think the further away you go from Lawrence Taylor, the less he seems like one of the five best players of all well, time. And before but we go too far, there, before we go too far away from Lawrence Taylor, do we all have him? Because I do. I do. I do. There yeah. just there wasn't that kind of athleticism at a linebacker before him. There were a lot of close attempts after him is he on that list simply because he's a pioneer or revolutionizer of a position maybe he was unstoppable he, that's in the, the thing he was unstoppable they couldn't block him they, they schemed him. to him they, they throw three guys at him and they couldn't stop him well and isn't he a little bit like barry bonds because he was unstoppable even with some substances going on well that that was just gonna, a little different kind of substance but that was going to be my point the only thing that stopped lawrence taylor was, was lawrence, lawrence taylor. taylor because i mean Absolutely. i i mean there were he would take game from an outside linebacker position. He would take games right. over, not just on his side of the and field. And that wasn't heard the of. The whole thing. That wasn't heard of. Now you look at, you know, Derek Thomas for me was probably the closest to playing like he did. Lots of others do. I mean, you can look at whatever semblance of a 3-4 we try to run here in Minnesota with the Vikings. The 3-4 is designed to have a good outside linebacker rushing the passer. Who started that? Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's LT's position. Think of, think of. Micah Parsons right now, right? His second year, he's right. really good outside linebacker. Right. Lawrence Taylor did that for a decade and ran roughshod unlike anything Micah Parsons doing. But let's take the 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 other guy on the defensive end or defensive line who's my guy, and that's Reggie White. He's on my list too, and he's the only one on my own list that I'm not happy with, but it has everything to do with I wish I could just talk about when he was an eagle and forget the rest. Well, you can, but you can if you I want. I could. Because yeah. he's that guy. He's the other guy that by himself – could wreck a game. There's the question. For somebody who's not a fan of the Packers or not extremely anti-Packer because they love the Vikings, Yep. it's like the Hall of Fame had in baseball. Do you think of Reggie White and think of the Philadelphia Eagles, or do you think of Reggie White and think of the Green Bay Packers? I'm too biased one direction. I can't answer that. Can you guys? Think of how good he is, Brian, if the Green Bay Packer guy made it on your list. Like, he's one of the guys that you can sit back and you can say, I need to win right. a game. Who do I want on my defensive line? He's, he's the first guy. He's the only one on any of my lists that I say I couldn't stand him, but I got to have him. Yeah. I, I don't I, even think of him as a Packer or an Eagle. I just think of him as Reggie White. Yeah, just, I think right. you're right about I, that. I don't, I don't really I think that's even fair. associate him with yep. the team. I just think he's Nobody one of the best Nobody thinks of him ever. as a Carolina Panther? Come on now. <laughs> bigger yeah, than right. li- he was bigger than life. You, I, maybe you think of him as a Tennessee volunteer, Brian. There you go. I actually didn't, but I know how much you love Rocky, Rocky Top, Top, so I know that you did. Yep, yep. So who else you got? Because we've talked a lot about defense. I was the only one who plunked an offensive lineman. I threw Anthony Munoz on my list. 
Yeah, I th- I think when you're looking at at offensive linemen, he is the guy. But or just, Randall McDaniel. But we just don't look at him because we only hear about him when they're terrible. It seems correct. Right, a hundred percent, and they're tough to measure. So I mean, Anthony Munoz, we think of him because he played for a long time. He's in a Pro right. Bowl all the time. But what did well, he do? What what metric do you use? I mean, pancakes is only a stat at Perkins. What what do you use? Right, and and his teams, while good, were never great. Right, right. You know, they made one Super Bowl and Boomer Joe Montana said that's a, cute. Yep, yep, exactly. And so, I, but you're right. He is considered by his peers to be the best offensive lineman of all time. I, I, I think we can all agree on Barry Sanders. Can't yes. We? Oh yeah. I mean, we saw Barry Sanders play and do stuff that I've never seen before. I haven't seen since. And do we just agree on Barry because Barry was that good? Because most Lions that I know you discussed, Dave Cook, you always preface it with saying they were so bad, and look at what he did anyway. You can do that with Barry Sanders, but for me, you don't have to. You don't have to do the qualifier like you did with Matthew Stafford. You don't have to do the qualifier like you did with Kelvin Johnson and say, they were terrible, but it's still true with Barry's teams, but he's that good. So I know you guys don't follow professional wrestling, but it's fun every so often. To sure I do. A, I love movies. On a, on a greatest hits of, of you know the physical physicalness of, of Brock Lesnar, or you see a guy that can jump over the ropes or whatever, and you get to see these you know four, four or five things that he's done that's amazing. The right? athleticism of an Arn Anderson. Yes, yes well, yeah. Arn Anderson. He related to Louie. <laughs> but, um, but with Barry Sanders, you don't, have to, you don't even have to really be a football player or a football fan to sit down and watch his five greatest plays and say, oh, my God, a person did that? Right. Because he, I mean, there's that one play where he turns exactly 360 degrees in a spot and goes a different direction. And the whole defense is like all in frozen position. They look like the electronic I feel football like I games. need to be compelled to remind you that we're on radio. <laughs> you, not you, a can't, you can't yeah, do yeah. charades there. You tell me that every week. Radio is not a visual medium, <laughs> yeah. but I can't help I you with that one. I tried. So I had one more that hasn't been covered on my own list. Well, I, I mentioned that I've got Randy Moss because I just think he revolutionized the wide receiver position and he performed pretty much everywhere including his cup of coffee stops with the Titans, you know, the Niners. He somehow performed with Kerry Collins throwing him footballs. I mean, he set a touchdown record with the Patriots. Right. But that Brady guy's okay, whether you put a quarterback on your list or not. But yeah, Randy Moss certainly established new records as a Patriot. Did I try too hard to keep get off my long guys away from me by putting Jim Brown on there? No, because I think he was the first of jaw dropping again, running backs. But I have to ask myself, is he really better than Emmett? You know, is he really better than, insert running back here. I, I led with Barry. There are people that are 80 years old that almost threw the radio across the room when you asked if he was better than Well, be Emmett. careful because if they're 80 and they have a radio, it's probably one of those really big ones. Yes. Uh, Jim Brown did not have Michael Irvin and Alan uh, um, Harper on the outside. Either. Alvin Harper, yeah. And, and he's the guy that averaged the, you know, 100 yards a game when it was, he got a thousand, excuse me, he got a thousand yards rushing. When they were playing 12 like games. 12 games. Yeah. Right. And now we celebrate thousand yard rushing and we, they, we almost play twice as many games. Jim not Brown, to, if you Jim think Brown about is it, that guy. Do the math. A thousand yards rushing in 17 games is not a lot. Right. It's Jim really Brown not. Is, Jim Brown is that guy. He, well, he is the best football And let's not, let's not, you know, discount the humanitarian and yep. uh, civil rights work that he did. Right. Gro- Just as we did that. with Jackie Robinson. Absolutely. You can be the best human to play said sport. So my list is covered. I had Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, Reggie White, LT, which is Lawrence Taylor. Sorry, LaDainian Tomlinson, Randy Moss, <laughs> no, and no, Anthony right? Munoz. <laughs> but there has to be some names on one of your two lists well, that Walter we didn't Payton. discuss. I have Walter Payton on mine. Yeah, I have Walter. I had Walter Payton written down. I wrote down Megatron because of what we talked about earlier. But you know who we did miss? I, I think we missed Favre because, again, I'm not a Green Bay guy, but he made football fun. You know, he, ma- he brought he – 
he brought football to a spot where it's it was enjoyable, not just a right. machine. I don't disagree with anything you just said, but I'm going to go back to your Nolan Ryan argument and bring uh, it up agreed. with Brett Favre. Because how many picks did he have? How many costly moments did he have trying to do too much? He only won once when he should have won several times. Yep. If you're going to get on Nolan Ryan for walks and being pedestrian I agree with and you. no Cy Young Awards, I got to go that row with Brett Favre I'll, in a different way. I'll take it one step further in that comparison, and that is as... And nobody Favre, wanted his if, Snapchat. If Favre is Nolan Ryan, then Aaron Rodgers might be Tom Seaver and is the better pitcher for the same organization. But most people liked Tom Seaver. Right, but Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Favre was. I mean, just numbers and wins and all that stuff. That's true. Um, and that's my comparison with Seaver. Now, we brought up the humanitarian angle a lot. Walter Payton then has to be on the list. Kudos to both of you for putting him on there because they literally have a Walter Payton Man of the Year award now. Hello? Yep. Nope. Uh, that, I think I think what we're talking about, the, the group of football players that are more ex- accepted at that top list, I think there are fewer of those people that we can say, those guys, because there's so many players that it's tough to measure. Well, and I've got Marshall Falk on my list, too, just because he was so dominant. Right. With the, two with, with, he may yeah. have revolutionized being a running back that caught the ball, yeah. with all due respect to Without Ricky being Young a scat back. Right? Without being a scat back. You know, that we, we've seen everybody's had those, or not everybody, but I mean, we've yeah. seen them over the years. You know, just right. that one guy that comes in on third down to catch well, the draw, right? And the greatest show on or turf. The, Who's the, the ringleader of it? Yep. Could be Absolutely. Kurt Warner, could be Torrey Holt, but it is Marshall, Marshall Falk. Falk. So we're closing out here this segment with Don't Give Up On Me. Don't give up on us either because we got a lot of this still to cover. Maybe the hardest show in terms of difficulty that we've ever done as we continue with the greatest athletes of all time, picking six sport by sport. When we come back, we got a little time left in hour one. We'll probably go to the NHL. Stick around. We'll be right back. A little Here Comes the Sun on the Northland Sports page. Brian Prudhomme, Steve Petosha, Dave Cook. If the sun comes out today, I'll have no idea because I'm spending most of it in a gymnasium. It's a good day of basketball at Duluth East. Lots of games to talk about. We may do that later. We normally have Chad Greenway on the show. I'll have him in a gym today. Yeah, no, that'll be fun. It'll be great. I really hope he gets a chance to sit next to you guys and can talk hoops and football and just hang out. That'll be fun. I think it will be interesting to talk hoops with him. Normally in this segment, we talk to Dave Hoops. We are giving him the weekend off, but he is one of our many illustrious sponsors. Absolutely. Hoops Brewing has been, and Dave has been a big part of supporting our program, not just you know, by being a sponsor, but also, you know, listening and suggesting and inviting us to his place to have shows. Dave's been, and if he is listening to this one, do you think he's yelling at us today? Because this is the show of lists. Yeah. Again, we are listing the greatest athletes of all time, sport by sport in conjunction with the Rolling Stone list of greatest singers, which I'm sure Dave Hoops would have a lot to say about as well. Again, the good list is the sponsorship list. If we want to challenge Dave, we should list the worst ones because he never does worse stuff. Right? He's always positive. Everything is positive. OAR Holding, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May, uh, Avenue 45, The Blackwoods Group, Brian Bement Mortgages with Supreme Lending, Mont Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota, Kohler Hyundai, Stewart Spike Sports and Trophies, The Incline Station, and Arola Architecture Studio. Absolutely. We appreciate all of them. That, again, is the non-argumentative list. You can't argue that those sponsors are top-notch, but all the athletes we brought up today Probably can be argued about, and quite frankly, the athletes we didn't bring up are often argued about during the commercial breaks. That's the fascination I have with this show this week. Nope, that's my favorite part as well. So this segment, it's only appropriate in the segment that is normally occupied by Dave Hoops that we discuss hockey because, yes, his last name is Hoops, but good luck finding somebody who's more passionate about hockey than he is. Right, and if there is anybody, they're probably sitting in a room next to us. I was just going to say, never mind, the guy to my right will uh, have a good argument there, but he argues about everything. How will he argue about the greatest NHL athletes of all time? 
I don't know. Pick somebody, Steve. Who are we talking about? We should only start with you appropriately with this one. Well, I think Wayne Gretzky is the best hockey player of all time. That's that's my no that's, argument here. Yeah. yeah, the I I think there's two guys, right? It's Gretzky and it's Lemieux, right? And sometimes I wonder if Lemieux wasn't the better all around hockey player, not the better goaltender, right? Or sorry, not the better goal, goal scorer. I didn't was mean great, Was Wayne Gretzky just the better finisher? Quite honestly, because you look at the stats and those numbers will never be repeated. I think his hockey Look. IQ is the greatest hockey IQ of all time, but Lemieux was twice his size. Well, how about all these things- years later, there's an area on the ice that are labeled by some still as Gretzky's office. Yeah. I mean, what well, else do you need? That's because he was such a great playmaker. Agreed. Was, I mean, Lemieux, you could argue, was maybe a better goal scorer, but I think, you know, just controlling the game and, you know, he was a possession guy before possession yeah. was even yep, a thing. That's and, true. And... Uh, you know what? What Mario could do at his size was just remarkable because yeah. he was so big, right? And in a time when not when big guys didn't do any of that stuff. Well, big guys usually were defensemen that just kept all the skill guys like him from doing uh, stuff, from doing anything really. And and he still got away with a lot, doing a lot. So I mean, yeah, I, I've gone back and forth myself. Just Wayne has just been my favorite guy for as from the first day I right. started playing hockey. So I just, I, I can't go away from it. And think of all the areas in the country, in the world that play hockey because of Wayne Gretzky. I think in the world is, and- in the world is more important because I would say it's, it's better at being a worldly sport than it is in this country alone. Well, but what I he think, did for this country though is, yeah, is the West coast plays hockey because of Wayne Gretzky. I was right? going to say he, he brought hockey goes Hollywood basically yep. courtesy of Wayne Gretzky. It was a good 30 for 30, by the way. But this will be the shortest segment, partly because we're pressed for time, but this will also be the shortest segment for me because I will openly admit, and maybe it's not a good thing to do that, just a day after I provided high school hockey play-by-play. Of the four major sports, yes, I broadcast hockey, but far and away, I know the least historically about hockey. And that was because, as you've said many times, the North Stars left and I kind of left too. Yeah, nope, that's that's my issue. So here's a couple of names that we can bandy about. Because we've talked about Lemieux, we've talked about Gretzky. And those are no-brainers. Check, check. Right. Bobby Orr is also a no-brainer. Bobby Orr is on my list, We've all got him on there. Suddenly it's okay to like a Boston Bruin. I just want to check. Because every time I like something from Boston, it gets the audible eye roll, and I had to throw that in at one point today. But, you know, you... There are certain guys at certain positions that you just everybody just so if, understands. So if I would have gone with my gut and put Ray Bork on there, the audible eye roll would have come yes, up. Yes, because he is, he is not... Yes, it is Bobby Orr, and then there's a period, and then there's the next defenseman. Right? Correct. So this segment feels weird to not have Topher Davis included. He is not on this list. He is, I love Topher. But he, but he is our resident goaltender. <laughs> did you guys put goaltenders at all because we didn't put quarterbacks? I did not. No, so we, we I have picked a whole one. list of just goaltenders. I, I picked one, and I'm sure I picked the wrong one. I, went, pick? I put Patrick Waugh on my list, and you could have put the Dominator ahead of him. You could have put Marty, Marty Brodeur ahead of him. There's that's I agree, but you have to pick one. He's a good one. But again, this is why that this list is impossible. We tasked ourselves with the impossible yep. today because Rolling Stone somehow did it and said, country, rock and roll, jazz, I don't care. Just group them all together. So we tried to do it with sports. You can't. Positions are too different. Correct. We're and trying. People can berate us all day, and that's the fun of this, but we're trying. Didn't even talk about Ken Dryden, right? No. In the generation before. But I have to say, Mark Messier, for me, I mean, he's he's a guy who who just finishes. See, you know and for I mean? me, like Mark Messier would be my Bill Russell of the NHL. He just knows how to win. He's got the heart of a champion. I like that about him. I don't know about the natural skills because he was he was paired with Gretzky when he was so good too. Yeah, Messier is on my list, uh, but you're right. I'd, I'm not exactly sure if he's on everybody's list. Well, it's because 
to me, it's like if you're going to put Lemieux on there and then you got to throw Yager in the mix because he's playing till he's 112. You know, oh, see those two. So that comparison doesn't work for me because Messier had as big a, a bigger career away from Edmonton as he did there. Fact. Yeah, he went and led the Rangers, Rangers. to their first cup, which yep. and, and and called it. Beat yep. another guy that we liked a lot but wasn't around long enough, Pavel Burry. Correct. Correct. Yep. What about Iserman? Yeah. I mean, he's doing great things and now if you do in Detroit that one, as well. And if you do that one, I play Batman and Robin because Eisenman was great, but Fedorov was right there with him. And Fedorov was probably the better finisher. Well, and how, many, better. how many studs did they have at the same time? You had Paul Coffey on that team. You had late Dino Cicerelli. I don't mean late by dead. I mean late in his career, <laughs> Dino Cicerelli. I got to watch yeah. my verbiage, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I, if you want to talk winners, I mean, there's nobody that's won at more at every level than Sidney Crosby from the right. world juniors right. to the NHL to and Olympics. He's done it all. And he's, and he's led his team and he's been, a, 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 he's been a spokesman for the league. Like he's been the face of the league. I mean, he's, he's as good as it gets. And if I had as much integrity with the guy. NHL as I did with the NFL, Sid should have made my list because I put Reggie white on there. And Dave, you said, how good is he that he's a Packer champion and you threw him in there and you can't stand the Packers. I'm not a Sid guy, and I couldn't put him in there. I probably should have. So here's my Nolan Ryan, guys. My Nolan Ryan is Mike Bossy because when I grew I up, Mike Bossy. When I grew up, everybody wanted to be Mike Bossy because when he skated, everything flowed. I mean, he had the style. Panache finished. Yeah, now, he was he's a goal the, scorer. Yeah. He was a true goal scorer. He's nowhere near the top six players of all time. But for me, Mike Bossy was a big deal when I was a kid. See, and I threw Rocket Richard in there for kind of the same reason because when I have to get caught up on what didn't I pay attention to in hockey when maybe I should have. My grandfather, my uncle, everybody said, oh, Rocket Richard, Rocket Richard, Rocket Richard. Now, okay. You know, so, I, I must well, have missed could, a stud you, there. You could list, you could just pick any six guys off of the Montreal Canadiens from like Back 1960 then, yeah. to 1975, right. and you'd have a or pretty. Take your so Islanders of the 80s and have fun. So here's two lo- more local ones that I just want to throw out there, and that's what do we do with Hull and what do we do with Madonna? I mean, where are they? Now, they're not top six, but where are they top 10? Are they top 20? But Brett Hall could Hall be could as, a, arguably, as a pure scorer. It could be. Right. I mean, he's one of the greatest scoring right wings in the history of the game. And Alexander Ovechkin's another one that should yeah. be yeah. put into that category. I Again, mean, that's a longevity thing yeah. because there's never been a big drop off for him either. Never. Well, it's a longevity thing, but it's also a guy who scored hundreds of goals from one spot all of on them the rink. And, 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 yeah. and all, and all 20,000 people in the arena know that it's coming from that spot, including the goaltender and the four guys throughout there, five guys trying to defend him, and he still scores. So, so let me ask our resident hockey coach we've got an area on the ice that has been proclaimed as Gretzky's office at what point do we have one timer from the Ovechkin he scores yeah, today probably said yeah can I, can I start that with next week's high <laughs> yes, school game yes of the week? we can perfect all right so because we're pressed for time let's just go ahead and spout off our respective list for the NHL to make sure we get them all in go ahead guys because we've talked about yeah mine. I think we talked about all mine Wayne Mario Ovechkin Crosby Hall and Bobby Orr yeah I think all mine have been covered at some point too Wayne Mario Bobby Orr Rocket Richard Patrick Waugh and Steve Eiserman yeah mine's Lemieux Gretzky uh, Messier or Iserman and Bossy. Where is your interest in the NHL now in terms of level? Because the Minnesota Wild are playing well. It's fun. I've kind of re-owned it, if you will, despite the North Stars' absence, more so than you have, Dave. But how much care in the NHL do you have? I th- I think there's a couple teams that I really like. I mean, I like. I will watch the Avalanche if they're on because I just like the way they play. I will stop and watch Edmonton just to watch uh, McDavid. Yeah, uh, but my interest in hockey has never caught back up to where it was when I was a kid. My I don't know if I should even ask you. Ta- is it still Tampa, your Tampa and Colorado, but uh, honestly, at this time of year, I'm on a, like a four and a half month hiatus from the NHL, where right. it's really just box scores because I can't justify watching one of their games when I got game film I can watch. So yep. it's almost yep. like yep. you're coaching and coaching well right now. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you this. I still watch the NHL, but I only watch it some nights. 
Northland Sports Page. Stick nice. around. We'll be right back.